Authors, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. Hello, welcome back to Aspiring Authors Podcast. This is our final episode. Da da da. <laughs> it's quite scary. Um, we've reached 20 episodes. And uh, that's a pretty good achievement, I think so, Haley. How are you? What do you that reckon? That is. <laughs> I know, I can't believe we've actually made it. We, last week we were talking about goals and reflecting back onto our other podcasts. And yeah, I can't believe yeah. that we've actually hit the 20 podcast mark. Because back then we were talking about, like, let's just see how it goes. Um, let's see how you can whittle out. And then we were kind of yeah. aiming for the 10 podcast mark. And then we were like, oh. Maybe we could push it to number 20. So, that yeah, was true. We didn't really think of a yeah. number, did we? We didn't... We were... I don't know if we thought about going to 20. We just... We knew we had about 10. Yeah. And then I don't think we realised, yeah, how long we would do it for. But we did We did know that we were going to do it like a seasonal thing and see how it went. Pretty proud that we've hit the 20 mark. So, Yeah. Gold stars all around. (laughs) And for you guys listening. Yes, thank you. I hope you've listened to all the episodes. Yeah, if you have, thank you for sticking with us. And we'll be back with um, season two at some point. Um, And possibly, probably talking about the indie publishing route, really. So, Mm. yeah. Which apparently we both seem to be convinced is our route now, our direction. Yeah, we um, at the beginning of the whole process, I was just like, nope, traditional, traditional, traditional. I'm not really yeah, you were. indie, I'm not too sure about it and everything like that. I was like, yeah, maybe. But yeah, so how the tides have turned that I'm feeling that um, indie might be the best way forward for my book or my series. That's, so that's it. It's just about yeah. every week looking into uh, researching new things. We're we're constantly listening to podcasts, and um, I guess you started to develop questions about what, where you see your books, and then yeah. it's just gradually gone that way. Um, yeah. But that's and not to say that we're going to definitely go indie. It's just that's how it's looking no, at the moment. No, I think ideally it would be hybrid and everything. But yeah, I think it's just listening to other authors out there and kind of get a sense of them. And I've been listening to other indie authors and who have got yeah. series and everything and why they chose that route. And it's just a continual learning curve, isn't it, really? Mm. It is. It's fun. It's all <laughs> it's all fun. You've got to yeah. Um so how was your week? Have you had a productive week, a good writing week? What? <laughs> um yeah, I'm starting to get into swing of things a bit more now with my writing after taking the wee break. Um I had another couple of deadlines last a couple of days ago, so um, I had to do that but yeah getting back into the flow of things again I got my first two rejections oh that's amazing honey so, well done yay, <laughs> yay! Um, so yeah I, I was expecting them anyway because it's 
a period drama, but there's a dark side to it. So it might not be everyone's cup of tea as well, which is why I'm thinking Indie Root. But um, I thought I would share with you my two rejections that I've heard so far. I'm not going to say the agents because I'm not going to make it personal yes, that way. But to kind of give uh, you and the readers and everything the kind of the sense what it feels like to be rejected and that it's not the mm. be all and end all. Okay, because you never know what's around the corner. Yeah, you're doing pretty well. Were they from agents you had your eye on? And they were the the good ones. Yeah, kind of. Okay. They were like you know how you have like the top three, and then you uh-huh. have in your the first round of emails you send out, and then you have the next tier and everything that you. So they're kind of part of that one, but they were still really good agents, and I would have been very happy and proud if they'd gone. Whoa! Can you send me the rest of the book, please? So, mm. yeah, the kind of, not the, ah, agent, but they're still really good agents. So, um, so the first one said, um, thank you so much for sending me your query. I've now had a chance to review your submission. And while there was much to admire, um, I'm afraid I don't think this is the right fit for my list at this time. I need to fall head over heels in love with something in order to offer representation and I did not quite feel that way in this instant. However, I am wishing you luck in finding the perfect home for your work all the best. Which I think that's quite a positive yeah. um, rejection. I don't see it as a... And it didn't feel like it was too formal, formal rejection. So, yeah. I wasn't gut-punched when I read that one, so... Because, yeah... Um, and then the second one going, Dear Haley, many thanks for sending me your material, which I read with interest. <laughs> Although I have considered this carefully, I'm afraid it doesn't quite grab my imagination in the way that it must for me to offer representation. So I shall have to follow my gut instinct and pass on this occasion. I'm sorry to be so disappointing, but thanks for thinking of us. Of course, this is totally subjective view, so do keep um, trying other agents, and I sincerely wish you every success with it elsewhere, with all the best wishes. Which I mm. think is another positive That's a very nice one. Yeah. Um, yes. You just wonder how much is kind of copied and pasted onto each rejecting yeah. letter that's kind of generalised. I would say they, there was a bit more effort gone into your rejection letters than there were with mine last year okay. when I submitted them. Um, they were basically... They were nice and they were like, it's it's um, it's just not for us type thing and wish you every success or whatever. Um, but both of them were kind of saying that they didn't fall in love with it. Um, yeah. So they both had that kind of um, reasoning behind it, which um, is fair enough. And yeah, and I completely yeah, understand fair point. That. You have to fall in love with the book, especially with the amount of um, books that agents take on each year. It's sometimes like two or three. So they have to have that gut instinct. They have to fall in love with it. And it's the same as if we pick up any book from the bookshop, isn't it? You've got that instant reaction. You read a couple of chapters. You read the blurb and go, yeah, I'm going to invest my money into reading this book. And I think that's the same sense in a way with agents. 
But I think I wasn't gut punched when I read these emails, and I think they're quite positive rejection i think yeah yeah it depends how much is copy and pasted whether or not they blow smoke up people's <laughs> backsides um well maybe here keep it nice from listeners and they're like oh yeah i received exactly the same one exactly. word for word um so that could be interesting <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, exactly if you've had the exact same email then you know it's kind of more formal <laughs> but and who I it's think from. <laughs> even as a, f- yeah, um, but I think um, as even if it's a formal one, it's still quite positive in a sense. It's not a going your writing's crap, and I think that's yeah. the, the what you have to learn from it. That it's not, it's their personal opinion if you get picked up or not, um, or if you get rejected because they're following their own gut. You're appealing to one person. It's like one yes. reader. Not every reader is going to love your book. There will be one-star reviews and there'll be five-star reviews. And Mm. you can't expect everyone to love it. And if there's a couple of one-star reviews, it doesn't mean it's a bad book. It just means that they don't love it, that it's not for them. So I think it's looking at rejection with kind of a blanket cover and to hold back. And I think, yeah, it must be a little bit hard if you pin your be-all and end-all on traditional publishing so it's whether or not everything's riding on it but in this day and age like we've been talking about traditional publishing isn't the only way to get your book out no if you've got a lot of faith and belief in your book then indie publishing is a way forward you have to do your work you have to make sure that you put out as professional done as traditional i think to to be in the same kind of market as them I think you can't just rush it out, not edit it, your book, not have a decent cover and everything like that. I think you've got to invest in time, money and effort into making it as professional as possible when you're indie publishing. But you have got that option now. And I think mm. it depends if that's your way forward for you or not. But I think it's not the be all and end all. And I think you shouldn't kind of cry in a little corner in a dark room somewhere um, with a slab of chocolate or ice cream and sometimes that, that helps and it makes you feel better it does help so if it gets yeah. you through it and you feel after yeah. that hour um, I think what helped with yours is they probably could clearly see that you followed all the guidelines and the rules on how to submit <laughs> to an agent because you spent a lot of time on that and your oh, yeah. synopsis, covering letter, all that was um, top notch. So I think that also would have um, made them really consider your book, um, even though it's like, what, 10,000 words or whatever they're, they're reading first, um, to give you the a good answer, to give you, because you spent time obviously start researching them and how to yeah. email them in the way that they want to be emailed and so they showed you a courtesy um back but yeah that's your first two but i think you should be yeah. proud of those first two <laughs> i am <laughs> i mean it's like an 
always like a landmark itself, isn't it? Yeah, like, you're waiting for it. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is just like, okay, waiting for it. When's it coming? Right. There we go. Exactly. I have been watching, even though I keep going on about indie publishing route, I have been watching my inbox every day going right come on when's my first rejection hitting me and to be honest both of these kind of hit yesterday within um 50 minutes of each other <laughs> so i don't know what that's about oh. whether or not it's like oh it's hitting the because de- it's kind of hitting the six week deadline as well because i submitted these back right. at the end of may so it's kind of yeah they're kind of on the five six week mark now so whether or not that's part maybe that was their deadline be swamped yeah. by rejections in the next week <laughs> yay <laughs> um, but yay <laughs> but like i said in the last podcast i think i'm just gonna leave it up to fate and just say if it's not right for any agent right now then it's meant to go down the indie route but if an agent does like it and requests a full manuscript then i'll be hitting them with some hard questions and to see where that one takes me so yeah it's all kind of in the air so wait and see for um (laughs) season two where we're at (laughs) yeah that's great so how is your week then how's your writing and productivity gone Mm. well last week i'd said i had finished the book because the editor had come back and said yep all good done she has also helped me tweak my existing blurb and synopsis to make it sound a little bit more exciting than it was (laughs) (laughs) um so that's in the bag now and um i might send them over to you just to have a glance if there's anything that's um you know awful um and so that's in the bag and I'm just finishing reading the the novel before I start sending it to agents. So I have my agents compiled, they're ready, I just need to start sending out. So I think I'll be doing that next week. And yeah, so with regards to writing, it's really just going to be more reading this week. Reading and... Um, researching more um agents um that i can add to my list of uh, to submit to and um yeah so that it's kind of like a nice end <laughs> that we're now submitting and you've already submitted and we're at that at that stage at that yeah. level now so no it's been a, it's been a good week it's been a good week i think my big question is at the moment now is that like I've been talking about the indie po- process, do I, now that I'm hitting the six-week mark and everything and I'm going to get piles of rejection, do I then move on to my second round of agents and put it out there? Or do I stop and just go, right, okay, that's enough. It's I've sent it out to, I think, ten agents. And then I'm just going to go down the indie route. Or should I test the water a little bit more? first and while still researching indie route which one do oh, i oh look she's that's looking at me with expectant <laughs> eyes um, Tell that's me, all your decision my love um <laughs> however whatever you feel in your gut as that agent said um yeah however you feel about it 
Um, I would say, though, you've got all the agents already, like, listed, and you, yeah. you know who you're contacting. I would just fight it off, but maybe don't go through this whole, right, I'm doing it in stages, just fight it off to them all. Yeah, just send them off and then just see. Because if, you've, Cause if you've done your first lot that you wanted, if you've done yeah. those... Rather than going the tiers, like, of a cake. Like, and then I'll work down to this tier. I yeah. would just say, just just bang it out. Bang it out, that's not the term. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't bang it out. Um, just uh, send it out. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I've got another about, I think, six more that um, I researched. And then I kind of stopped researching. So I think I might just send it out to those six and then at least I've covered the ones that were I I had listed and then just kind of, yeah, just researched the indie route. And then at least, yeah, I've covered my basis. Yeah. So there's no You don't want to regret. Ifs. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. regret and be like, oh, maybe I should have sent it on to more agents. I'll never know. Just just yeah. get it out and then, then you can think, okay, that's it. I'm a failure and no one wants me. Um, okay, so I'll go and do. <laughs> Move <You> on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I doubt that'll happen. But um, yeah, just just get it out there. Yeah. So That's my opinion, but you can do whatever you want, obviously. <laughs> uh, okay, Hunt. So we have a couple of questions. What tip? Right. Okay. So we're going to go through old podcast episodes. It, was there a tip that you gave in a previous episode that you thought was the most worthwhile and maybe you still follow yourself uh, today? Was there um, a useful tip that you really liked, that you recommended? To be honest, I've been thinking about this question. Yeah. And as you know, um, probably many listeners know I oh god a she's lot. Um, you've got so you've got a lot, lot. So it's kind of are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of honing, oh, for... honing it down how but many have you got that say... you think your t- tips are that great how many tips have you got listed that you thought were great <laughs> no it's actually picking one. Oh, okay um... <laughs> i thought you said i thought okay anyway yeah yeah cool <laughs> <laughs> my ego's not that big um, so I don't know it was torn between either um, tips on the editing process which I think is really important giving it that six weeks which isn't really my tip it's Stephen King's one it's to kind of step back once you've written but you'll take credit um, yes yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which will be kind of step back from um, the editing process, give it six weeks, and then do the next draft. Yeah. I think that's really important, especially after the first draft. Yeah. Um, but it's also finding routine. I think that's a major one when it comes to writing, finding something that's comfortable for you. And um, I think I, start, I said in the first couple of podcasts about the bestseller experiment, the 200 a day, even when I've been really struggling the past couple of weeks to find time to write, if I hit the 200 mark of just 200 words, then I feel like I've done something. 
Um, mm. And then it's not being hard on yourself for routine because the past couple of mornings I've been struggling to get up at my crazy o'clock again. And my body just wanted sleep. And so I wake up in a panic and I, oh, I tear myself open with kind of guilt, but then it's, I needed the sleep. So, um, but I think the biggest one would be... Oh, so she is. Discover. You are se- selecting <laughs> your top three tips. Oh, um, what are you like? It would be discover, <laughs> discover why you're writing in the first place. <laughs> So, yeah. 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 Okay, what's yours? If I knew we were doing the top three, I would have have thought about my top three. I could could hardly think of my tips. Trying to... (laughs) Neither could I. I probably haven't even recommended those. Um. (laughs) Oh, yes, I had a great one. I can't remember the episode. I'll just make it up. Um... (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't remember an awful lot, but I did remember one. And so that is going to be my most worthwhile tip. Um, it was the episode Create Character, Creating Characters. Um, so I believe that was episode nine. Um, and my tip was using Pinterest, uh, which I still do. And I'll check in with that. So if you're uh, have a character in mind, you know, I'm a very visual person. So that having Pinterest and maybe seeing maybe an actor you've seen at some stage that you can just visualize as your main character or your love in, the love interest and just um, create a board for your novel and everything. So like maybe the scenery or yeah, um, everything like that. So uh, that was my favorite tip and I still follow it. Um, See, that is a very good tip, and I forgot about that tip. And I might actually start doing that tip Mm. in the Roblox series. Yeah, it's a bit of fun as well, because you're still there in your book. Um, But, yeah, it's just a different kind of outlet to put your creative visions and energy into. So, um, Especially if you're a visual kind of person. If you're very visual, it's Mm -hmm. quite nice to have those kind of... Um, images to focus on and just to look at and kind of immerse yourself in that world and everything. I might do that actually. Yeah, absolutely. And it might bring on other things. It might um, trigger some other, you know, uh, aspects to your story that you might not have thought about. Who knows? Inspiration can always um, spring up in the unlikeliest of places. That is true. That is very true. What's the biggest takeaway? you've had from doing this? It's quite a big question, isn't it? It is a bit. Um, I think the biggest takeaway is learning more of the theory of writing. I feel like there's a little bit in a sense that I feel we've done our own little writing course um, doing Mm. this podcast because we've really kind of delved deep into different aspects of it and different theories behind like the characters and the editing and then the synopsis and the blurbs and the pitching and everything like that that um i feel like i've actually taken part in a writing course so it's more <laughs> learning the theory behind it all and actually doing the research because i think if we hadn't done the podcast i wouldn't have looked so in depth into each of those and actually read more craft writing books so 
yeah, I would, I would definitely say the theory part, and I've learned so much from it, and there is so much to still learn. Writing the second book now, I'm going back through all the theory books and looking at that element of it all, and I think when it comes to season two, we'll have even more to look at, and the indie way of doing it, so it's reading all those, and it's kind of getting into a good routine of um, all the different theories and the different techniques and learning from other people, really. Mm. So what's, your, what's been your biggest takeaway? Um, it's just a very simple one. Um, just being able to say I've finished a book is like a really big achievement and has made me see that anyone can write a book. Um, it doesn't have to be the most amazing book on, you know, you don't need to be the next Stephen King or what have you. But I just feel like doing this podcast, going through the different um, uh, skills and the theory, as you're saying, with um, writing, like, I just feel like if you put your, if you put your intention there and you plan what you're going to do and just make that little time for writing. Uh, it doesn't have to be an awful lot of time as well. Just if you just dedicate something to writing, you can get there. And uh, we both have by the by yeah. that end of um, the six months. So uh, just really that, you know, anyone no. can do it if they just put their mind to it. That, that is very true. Yeah, I would say that as well. I mean, yeah, being able to say, right, book one is pretty much done dusted. We went down the indie read. There's a bit more editing that needs to be done with it. But, yeah, to say that you finished a book, the editing process, the pitching and everything is huge. I think the biggest thing that you'd invest into a book is your time. And that's the thing, even if you wrote, like I said, 200 words a day, you within a case of a year, you would have 70,000 words. So you can find time, even if it's just half an hour a day, whether you're commuting or get up a little bit earlier from family or your chill out time or anything like that, you can do that. You can get the first draft down. It might take years, in years, to actually get your first book finished, but that's the biggest thing. And all you need is either pen and paper or a computer of some sort, and you can write a book. So, yeah, I think anyone can do it, but it's investing the time into it. Yeah. And I think people underestimate how much time goes into writing a book. They yeah. think, right, I can whip one out in a couple of months, done dusted and everything like that. But I think to do it properly, to invest everything into it and yeah I mean you can do a semi-decent book but you kind of want to produce the best book you can mm. so it's yeah it's about time and everything and it's time kind of, and that passion to keep you going when you yes. get to that stage where you feel like um you've got a block just that dedica yeah. dedication so if you've got those then you can get there so I, yeah. it's, it's just really encouraging, I think, um, no matter who you are, even if, as you say, make 10 minutes of your yeah. day. And even if you never publish it, 
even if it's just for you to get some of your thoughts out if it's an abstract concept or if it's like a memoir or if you need to work through an emotional issue or you've just got this kind of ultimate fantasy or rom-com in your head that you kind of just want to get out there and even if you don't publish it or send it out to authors or anything you've done it it's accomplishment and I think as a writer you're doing it more than just to be published to make money because it's quite hard to make money being a writer mm. but it's more of uh, achievement I've done this and you're doing it because you love it you love storytelling that you've written your own story and to pat yourself on the back and it's a way of relaxing and stuff like that so I think you have to have the right mindset to do it and the time and the space and not thinking of money as the ultimate goal but the joy of storytelling and that's what you're getting out of it and if you make money at the end of it then it's one hell of a good bonus but mm. yeah which we will we will <laughs> we'll make 4.99 the one book sell <laughs> but we'll make it 99 so um I also asked you if you had top five writing recommendations. So, like all the all the things we have said on prior uh, podcasts, um, our recommendations. Is there the top five? Do you have a top five? Okay, you go first, and I think there'll be similar ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So um, yeah, we're probably going to have similar ones but that's fine that just shows how good they are that just shows how good they are um but i go first so i get the credit um so (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh my god i'm so glad we never went to school together i think it would have been (laughs) been competition no we would not be um so uh five top five so i would say my top five like writing recommendations um so these are podcasts and or videos so the first one i really enjoy is abby emmons and so she has a youtube channel and that is really about self-publishing and i have found out a lot from her and also just like the the craft of writing she's very delves really into into topic each week um abby emmons recommend her and the next one i would say is probably on your list too and that's the worried writer i've yes. been listening to her <laughs> for quite a while devoured all her episodes pretty pretty immediately because it was so refreshing to hear an author just saying how much they experience fear and um you know even at the stage where she is at now as we've talked about um earlier um that she still experiences it so it's all reassuring that episode uh, that uh, podcast then i would say another good one is what i'm listening to a lot right now because i have a, a big backlog to work through and that is writer's routine so not necessarily that I'm learning any skills but I'm finding it interesting listening to um, different authors each week talk about their routines 
and what their writing styles are like and um yeah i i just find all that very interesting um and that's podcast as well writer's routine and how many have i done that's three and another one probably Haley has down as well is the creative pen which is also primarily focused on indie publishing as well and she's just a fountain of knowledge each week um delving into the different aspects of self-publishing and interviewing people um yeah it's there's so many episodes to work through I was uh, like she's got like about a billion there so I'm happy that I know there's always stuff in the bank always creative pen in the bank that I can work through um and the last one I would say is maybe Ellen Brock who is an editor she has a blog but also she has a YouTube channel which I watch and she's just really good to listen to for how to do good story structure and the writing craft and um she goes into that detail um and yeah she that's a youtube channel ellen brock recommend i think that was five i think so you hit two of my two kind of favorite ones um so the worried writer and the creative pen um so I think the woman writer goes without saying that's a great podcast, great books that she's doing as well on the writing. Um, so I'm gonna hit the creative pen because she goes into the indie side a bit more. So kind of link up on those. But my additional four to those would be um, a YouTube channel done by Will Dean. I've spoken about his books yeah. before. Um, he has a small YouTube channel, not a huge amount. With the amount of books he's sold, not a lot of people watch his um, videos, but they're really good and they're really kind of down to earth and um, quite informative and pretty landscape. He lives in the middle of a moose deer in um, Sweden, I think it is. Um, so he's called the forest author he's also doing he's quite avid on twitter as well and he's actually just done um a shout out for people to give um feedback on the synopsis and cover letter and the first page of their um their novel so the other one i would recommend is the um bestseller experiment so um i talked about them at the beginning um, and they're just it's good kind of motivation they talk to a lot of authors and like I said they're kind of doing this experiment at the moment with the 200 words about routine which is really good um, my next one would be K.M. Welland she wrote um, a character arc book and there's, there's like a workbook attached to that, that you can buy um, and she's also how um she's got a podcast on um on um writing so i would highly recommend her hmm. and they're just like small snippet podcasts they're only about 10 minutes long maximum but she kind of just gives you little tips and little feedback um her podcast km welland podcast is helping writers become authors 
so yeah I'd ha highly recommend that and then the last one is actually a novel which I got a lot out of and it might not be everyone's cup of tea but it's Diane Setterfield's Once Upon a River and I've talked about it before and it is beautiful prose it's a different way of looking at writing with the narrator and the structure and it's written in third person but the different angles and everything so yeah as an example of very good writing that i love i would recommend that okay so it's not about writing it's just um a, a really good book that you enjoyed okay cool. yeah it's an yeah. example of writing that i love so yeah they would be my top five i have talked about in the past podcast that i would recommend awesome well that was a really big recommendation section so you know you're welcome yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, just add those to your favourites, and you'll be you'll be grand for a while now. So that brings us to the end of season one of the Aspiring Authors podcast. We'd just like to say a massive thank you to our listeners out there, um, whoever you are. Whilst um, we take a wee break, please still keep in contact. Reach out to us. Um, send us emails. Aspiring authors at outlook.com we'll be on twitter we'll be on facebook um if you need any help with anything then just give us a shout and we'd love to help it's all about creating a community and helping other fellow aspiring authors or if you're a professional author and you still want to reach out then that's amazing. yes please um but yeah so even when we take a little break please still keep reaching out and yeah, we hope that you've gotten a lot from our podcast series. And season two, um, we'll, um, we'll do some release dates and everything when that are coming out closer to the time. But we'll probably look more into the indie side of everything and delve deep in how our writing process has gone and if anything has came up while we're off air. So, yeah, <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, I can't really say anything more to that. You're you're gonna like she's gonna make me cry. It's like the end of an era, and it's only been twenty episodes. Thanks, and uh, we'll we'll catch you again another time. <laughs> Minimal words I can offer. So yeah, Haley, thanks. You've been great. You too, hun. Thank you. And we'll speak to each other soon. <laughs> Okay, bye for the last time. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow.